0: This podcast is recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations. We acknowledge Elders past and present. Sovereignty was never ceded. Spooky pod, the pod where you're gonna get all of the love that you need in your life. How do you think about that for a good song for the pod? I think it's maybe a little bit, um... It's a little bit cheery for you, Spooky. I feel like people come here to get cheery. Yeah. I feel like it's been a hell of a week out there. Oh, yeah, it hasn't been great, has it? There hasn't really been a lot of, uh, A lot of humour and, and, uh... And gags and just, a, uh, Um... You know, old fix-em-ups and, and blow-offs. No, I haven't really had much to lift my spirits, you know. I was kind of wondering if we should even do the pod tonight, Spooky. Well... Yeah, I was wondering the same thing, uh, because uh, obviously it's a very dark time, Mm. but uh, the show must go on, and I suppose if people don't want, if people don't feel like listening to uh, Chihuahua speak to her daddy this week, um, I guess I can't really blame them. Yeah. Well, should we introduce the pod? All right. This is um, Spooky Speaks, also known as uh, Spooky Pod. Um, It's it's one of those pods with two names. Mm. Um, It's where uh, me, Spooky Sue, former treasurer of Australia and instigator of the Tikka Masala spill, um, interviews my daddy, Jack Kern, about uh, ways and means to be a modern uh, metrosexual. A metrosexual? A metrosexual. How would you say... um, How would you say would be the best way to become a metrosexual now? Um, I feel like it's all about thick-rimmed glasses. Thick-rimmed glasses, because obviously before... And leather pants. In the 90s, um, when metrosexuality was becoming uh, very popular, um, there's a lot of men wearing pink shirts for the first time in human recorded history and everyone was making a real hullabaloo about that. So is it still pink shirts with the metrosexuals? No, no, no. Uniqlo came in and ruined all that. Mm. Oh, all right. Now yeah, you've got to go like a mauve, maybe a... Oh, a mauve. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, maybe like a fur a mo- collar. A fur collar will do it every time. I like a mauve and a fur collar. Maybe I'm a metrosexual. You know what? I think uh, particularly with that fedora and a uh, fob watch, you're, you're, you're getting close there, Spooky. That is true. And I do have a goatee at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. That's, all right. Well, we're both, okay, this is a pod about a couple of metrosexuals talking about life and style. Yes. Uh Huh? Yeah. Maybe that's our new angle. It could be a good good angle. I mean, I don't have much in my show notes this week. All I have here is that you've written, cheer daddy up. What are we going to do for that? Yes, that's right. So obviously there's no, there's not really any funny way to open the pod because not a lot of funny things have happened this week. So I thought I'd try and cheer you up. With a couple of classic dog jokes. Oh, some classic dog jokes. Classic dog jokes. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. These are these are the cultural artifacts of my people. Mm. Um, but by people I mean, uh, Chihuahuas. Um, all right, are you ready for the first one? I'm ready. Yeah, hit it. Lay it on me. Lay it, lay it on me. Okay. All right. Um. I wanted to see a lot of animals at the zoo, but they only had one small dog. It was a shit zoo. Oh, that's pretty good. That's that's a pat to my soul, spooky. Hey, okay, how's that one? Yeah. Yeah. That one's got a picture of a Shih Tzu, with its um with its tongue out. Oh, uh, these are memes, are they? These are meme jokes. yes. Oh, all oh, right. Oh, okay. Um, you know, every all jokes have a visual element to them now. Oh. So I'll just I'll just describe the the visual element. All right. Um. Afterwards, because I want it to be a bit of a surprise. All right. Here's the second one. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. all right. So um, this one says uh. Where should a dog Never go shopping Oh I don't know you I have a me. little guess maybe Oh well you know I mean Could it be a flea market Oh it is oh. Are you looking at my screen No no I can't see from here Alright well that one's got a picture of What looks like a husky Taking a deep breath <sighs> I feel like it's a bit of a weak joke spooky Well I mean these are Light entertainment daddy Right It's okay. what people have come here for Oh. Um, all right. Here's the third one. Um, uh, what does a scientist's dog do with bones? Um, does he leave them out in the wild to watch how they um, decay, like they do in those human, like in those human history museums? You know, where they put the corpses and they watch how they they rot in nature. Oh yes, I thought those were. Um, I thought they were museums um, by um, to catch. A, serial killers right yeah yeah no they don't do that it doesn't it doesn't say put them out in the wilderness to see how they decay like serial killers right it says barium and it's spelt B A R I U M. these jokes aren't making me feel any happier spooky but this one the picture yeah it's what looks like some sort of jack russell and a staffy. and they're having a hell of a time oh Oh well at least at least the dog's having fun with that joke. They're great. You know I've got a dog joke, Spooky. Alright. Yeah. Yeah, I think you'll really like this one. Has it got pictures? No, no there's no pictures. This is a this is a dog joke without pictures. Alright. Yeah. Well, okay. Shall I tell her? Alright, go yeah, go off. Go oh, off King. Oh, alright. Alright. Well there's a man, right? And he's walking down the street. This man's name is Joe. Now, Joe's walking down the street. All right, there's a man. His name is Joe. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm following. Yeah, you know, Joe's having a bit of a bit of an average day. In fact, he's having a bit of an average time. He's a bit down on his luck. Anyway, he's walking down so the street. So he got a flat tire? Yeah, well, no, no. Why, but, he got, why is he having such an average day? Well, you know, like his wife has left him. He's just found out that... Um, that sounds like a devastating day, well, not, not an average day. She, no, no, no. She, she left him ages ago. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. But, but you know, um, she's he's found out today that... um. <sighs> she's shacked up with another man that would have shaken me to my core yeah so he's, he's not having a great time he's anyway having t- he's having the worst day one of the worst days of his sad little life Yes. Yeah, so anyway he's just trying to shake off this kind of sadness this kind of pent up anger and rage that he's feeling mm. and you know he's sort of walking through the streets and then he he, he walks past a sign he sort of gives a look kind of, he thinks yeah you know and then stops and then goes back and looks at the sign and on the sign right it says talking dog Ten dollars. That's a hot deal. That is a hot deal. Well, this is what Joe thinks. Joe thinks, it is a hot fucking deal. A talking dog for ten bucks. Great. So he goes in, uh, and he um, well, he goes in and he knocks the door, and a guy comes to the door. You know, big kind of burly bloke, tats on uh, both arm. Goes, oh, this guy's name is Trevor. You know, a bit of a gruff boy, Trevor, of, huh? It's very gruff. Very gruff. Right. He looks kind of ex-military. Ooh, yeah. That's um, yeah. Yeah. Fascist. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, uh, Joe says, "I'm here about the uh, the sign out front." Anyway, you know, the guy's like, "Yep, sure, come in. You want to talk to the dog?" He goes, "Well, yeah, yeah." So you know. uh this big sort of burly fellow leads uh leads Joe through the house. It's a nice house. Into the backyard. And then there's a I, I'd say it's like a staffy, it's kinda of like sitting there up by the kennel Oh right like a very bulky staffy. Yeah, like a real bu- bulky one. Oh yeah, one and of the, those bulky boys. All yeah. right. And the graph guy goes, I'm just gonna to pop to the loo. You, you wanna chat with him, you know, just just let me know when you're done. So you know the guy rocks off and Joe walks up to the staffy and goes Hey And staffy says, Hi Oh, Joe's pretty impressed by this. He, he's never met a talking dog before. Yeah. Um, so then, you know, obviously, uh, Joe says, I'm Joe. Uh, what's your name? The dog turns him and says, you know, well, I'm Rex. Joe says, well, Rex, uh, tell me about yourself. So Rex sort of sighs, looks at the sky for a little bit, wags his tail and says, you know, where to begin, you know? Long life, interesting life, you know. I was trained to be a, a guide dog, but wasn't much good at that. But you know, like I, I struck out when uh when I was taken on by the ADF, you know. So um they flew me they flew me uh, up into a rock, served on the front, sniffing about. You know when they found Saddam down that hole? Well, that was me. That was me who sniffed him out. You know, so Obviously, that was kind of like the peak of my career. And then I said, come back. You know, done a couple of talk show appearances. uh, But, you know, these days, as you can see, pretty humble. Just kind of living out the rest of my life. Joe says, oh, oh, that's that's really fascinating. That's great. Wait here a minute. So Joe goes inside and, you know, the buff man is there grinding some coffee. Joe says, some dog. The man says, yeah. He says... Ten bucks? The man says, yes, sure. he says, Joe says, well, I'll buy him. you know, and as he's heading out the door with the dog and Rex is there wagging his tail, Joe turns around and says, look, look, I've got to ask. Talking dog, ten dollars. Why is he so cheap? And the gruff man says, well, it's bullshit. All that stuff he told you about uh, Iraq, etc. cetera. Didn't do any of that. He's a big liar. I don't get it. Well, what's not to get? Well, what's the joke? Well, it's... Oh, yeah, I see the problem here. Well, most, most people don't know that dogs can talk, Spooky. Look at this picture of a good chihuahua that I found. It's not really a joke, but it's got a pretty funny face. Oh, yeah, that's lightened me right up. That's not great uh, pod material, though, is it? But, um... Uh, I, I just got really distracted. I think I could probably do that face. Um, It kind of looks like... Uh, Jean-Paul Sartre after a couple of absence. Um It's really great. Oh, here's a chihuahua with a fringe. Oh, yeah, I like this fringy chihuahua. Oh, that's lovely. All right, yeah. So what do you mean most uh, people don't know that dogs can talk? Oh, well, I mean, most people I tell them that, you know, I've been talking to you, they don't believe me. But you've got recording of it on the pod. I know. Well, they, constantly. Think, they think I'm the one doing the voice. What? My parents keep sending... They think you're doing both the the voices? You know, my father just sent me a gift certificate in the mail the other week to see a therapist. Oh, well, I mean, I could probably use that if you don't want it. Yeah, well, actually, I gave it to him. I gave it to Corey. He's got a lot to figure out. I mean, are they going to have... They're going to have to put a plastic covering over that Chase lounge? I hope it's not a psychoanalyst. I know, it's it's an e-consult. Oh, it's an e-consult. Yeah, right? yeah, Well, that's probably for the best with such a slimy boy. Yeah, yeah. We just put a plastic screen over the con- over the laptop and it's fine. Because you know that when he confesses, he spits. Oh, yeah. But mm. buckets, yeah. Mm. I mean, the tears, the snot, mm-hmm. the spitting. It's it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a spectacle. I once asked him who he wanted to bet on for the footy tipping. Mm. I got a full, full face of snot. Gnarly. Yeah, just because he couldn't decide. Oh, well, spooky. Um, however, how's the uh, preparation for your court case been going this week? It's been pretty good, actually. Um, yeah, I've been doing some research. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you reckon it's time for doggy defense? I think it's time for doggy defense. Doggy, doggy defense. Doggy defense. Doggy defense. Oh, so you've been doing some research this week, that's spooky. I have, yeah. Sylvester so Flanders-Nagel has given oh. me some cases to look at. Oh, yeah? Yeah, some sort of, um, some, uh, what would you call them? Case studies. Right. Oh, I suppose you'd be learning a lot from that. So you're learning about how, like, the Australian court system's working. What kind of cases are you looking at? Well, uh, the first case that I'm looking at... Yeah. Um, is a case of, uh, two, uh... Two towny boys, right, who visit um, a sort of rural town. Yeah, um, they accidentally put a can of tuna in their pocket, right, and sort of speed away in a convertible. But then um, they get embroiled in a murder because seconds after they left the store, the clerk um, was murdered, and the um, the actual uh, murderers had a very similar vehicle and then they have to call their uncle lawyer um who's um called my uncle lawyer vinnie oh right mm. yeah and he has to come with uh marissa to and it's all about relying on your smart wife right um it's also about uh, checking your tracks twice um, and knowing how to really pull a look in court. So he pulls quite a few looks. Oh yeah, do you want to tell me about these looks? starts with leather mm. and then leans into a sort of business cash. Right. Uh, then he's got this tie mm. that's got sort of eight balls on it. That's pretty good. That sounds pretty groovy, yeah. Mm. And he has a sort of a, an interim suit mm. where he looks a bit um, like someone who's... A, Gonna bring your daughter to an eighties prom. Oh, mm. okay, yeah. So that's all very good, um, and you know, he's got the grits. Mm. He's got the knowledge of the grits. Is that very important to the court case? Is it? Well, that's a uh, synonym for uh, determination. Do you oh, know, Daddy? Right, I... which is what I thought it. Which I thought it was quite metaphorical. Uh, no, that's grit. Grits and grit and grits are two different things. Well, I mean, you know, some people just put S on the end of things, you know, like in a Scrapple game. It's just extra points. Oh, right. Oh, um, okay. Oh, oh okay. That's, that's, yeah. yeah. Very literary. You know, yeah. if you make a word slightly longer, you get more points for it, you know, in oh. a sort of cultural exchange. Oh, ah. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. So what do you think the, bit, the big kind of takeaways were from um, from watching Vinny at work? Well, I think uh, how Vinnie uh, comported himself in court was he sort of... Uh, played dumb mm. at the start, and was really rude, um, which made it so that when he really came out with his good evidence and his smart wife, yeah, um, everyone was really pleasantly surprised. Oh, So I think I'm going to do that, and you're going to be my smart wife. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. How am I going to help? Well, you know lots of things, because you're always reading. Yeah. Um, so you probably know um, something that'll get me off, right? And I'll get you up in that stand and it'll just, uh, it'll be a sort of revelation. I'm not going to make any promises. Well, that is just one of my strategies is uh, for a sort of uh, strange revelation to come out of you. Why don't you ask Tom Locke to do it? I'm sure, I mean, it, it isn't surely he's going to be your, your beautiful husband. He's not my smart wife. You're my smart wife, Daddy. But anyway, there was another court case that we looked at. Oh yeah, because um, you know you got to you got to compare the pair and contrast. Mm. Um, and this case was a uh, the case of a um, an exercise guru. Yeah. Who was accused of killing her husband? Oh yeah. Yes, who he was a older man and she was a a young woman. Did she do it? Um. No, she didn't do it. Oh. No, she was innocent. Oh. Um, because uh, she was uh, she was found innocent through the technology of perms. Right. Mm. Yeah. Wait, how does that work? Well, the person who did do the murder had a perm. Mm. And she was trying to talk... She was trying to say that she could get her hair wet while she was having a perm. But the lawyer... L Woods, yeah, was not having it, Daddy. No, no. Oh, you might have to explain this to me. I don't, I don't understand. Why? What, 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 what's going on with the perm? I don't understand. Well, if you have a perm, then you're it's suspicious. Oh. So I'm going to stay away from perms. All oh, right. right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a good lesson to learn. Not going to do my poodle look. Yeah. Mm-mm. So would you say after watching these two films, you've um got a good grasp of the uh, the Australian court system? I think I more have a grasp on sort of the, uh, the chutzpah and the affect and the sort of joie de vivre that you need to sort of really rule a court case. Yeah, and what would you put those points down to? Well, I think a lot of it is fashion. Because uh, Vinnie, in his court case, obviously it started out with the leather, mm. went to the business cash, then sort of camped it up, had a sort of, you know, some clowny moments. Um, Elle sort of the opposite she started out with the sort of uh, the discreet the the black blazer the sensible pump and then when she was really hitting her element she just went you know full pink suit really just you know expressed herself with her true uh, sort of butterfly coming out of the cocoon Aww. Um so I really feel like you need to to win a court case you need to create a sort of a story a um yeah, a sort of uh, a narrative with your outfits throughout the case. Um, so that's really what I took away. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's good. That's good. I feel like you've learned nothing at all. <laughs> but I've got... No, what? <laughs> I've got a few more to, to do, and if, and if the listeners have any more court cases that they'd like me to, well, but to research, I, there's this one, um, but there's he, one about an Aaron Brockovich that he, I've been interested in. Here's where I'm getting a bit trapped here, Spooky. Mm. You're telling me about how the lawyers behave, but you have a lawyer. Are you going to fire Sylvester? Well, Sylvester says that I should probably um, uh, represent myself. Why are you paying him then? Well, he's not a real lawyer. What do you mean he's not a real lawyer? He introduced Uh, himself to me as an attorney. Ah, he just says that to people so that they shake his hand. It's really hard to get people to shake your hands in COVID. You have to really confer a whole lot of respect. But you know what? He knows a lot about being a lawyer. Because he really likes lawyers. Right. You're going to represent yourself in court then? Yeah, but I'm going to have a pretend lawyer guiding me the whole way, so... I think, I think it's going to work out really well. Yeah, I don't think You know, he certainly knows a lot about um, films about lawyers. He's got lots of recommendations. Oh, right. Oh, you have to keep telling me about them. Well, like I said, there's Aaron Brockovich. Yeah. Um, Philadelphia. Mm. Um, I am Sam. Um, you know, there's lots. You know, it's going to keep me very busy. Oh, well, mm. you know. It's only a few weeks until the court case, right? Two weeks? Two weeks, yeah. So, if uh, if the listeners have any more sort of uh, court cases they should be analysing and picking up some fashion tips from, uh, please send them through. Mm. Oh well, I suppose that's probably that's probably doggy defence for this week, isn't it? That's wrapped up. Woof woof. Oh, doggy defence. Yeah. You know, I got an email this week, Spooky. What did it say? Well, was it one of those look, chain emails? Well, a listener sent me a message uh, um, saying that they had been reverse Prussian ruled what does that mean well apparently they didn't know that Amy Klobuchar was a real person they thought that you'd made her up well I mean is she a person or is she a goddess I think she's a person. She's in a lot of trouble this week. Yeah, she's certainly not beyond reproach, is she? No. Yeah, a goddess really wouldn't let herself get into that much trouble. No, I don't think so. Mm. They don't. They don't tend to, right? No. Yeah. See, she's on the other side of the court, really. She's she was a prosecutor. Yeah. Yeah. Really, the kind of people that uh that El L Woods and uh, my cousin Vinny were really fighting against. You know, really yeah. the kind of people that they would punch in the face just before they get into their convertibles. Hmm. Mm. do you really feel like this might be the end for you and Uh well look to be honest I cannot endorse her um, previous record on uh, her prosecutions uh, so I don't know what the future for me and Club is do you reckon this means we're going to stop getting those um, coffin shaped boxes in the mail I keep sending them back now yeah. yeah I've been sending them back for a couple of days now Oh, that's good. I mean, there's no more room in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's also been sending me her old staplers. Oh, why mm. is she sending you her staplers? Well, because obviously, you know, she she likes to have a fresh one. Oh. And she th- throws them at people a lot, which oh. dents them. Is it kind of like a one-and-done situation with Club? It's a one-and-done. She's got a drawer. Um, It's her left-hand drawer on her desk that's just full of uh, shiny new staplers. Oh. Mm. Does she throw with her left hand? Ready to go. Throws with her left. Mm. Yeah, throws with her left, uh, signs with her right. God, those Mm. poor fucking interns. Because she would be signing things while she's throwing. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Busy woman. She's a bit of an octo-mum, you Mm. could say, yeah. Also a bit of a racist, I suppose, you could say, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Do you think that's going to stop her from becoming VP? Um, It did not stop Joe Biden. No, that's true. From becoming VP back in the day, so. (sighs) Yeah. Good point. Yeah. yeah, I'm starting to think that I hate all of these people, really. And uh, you know, maybe when I get out of this court case, maybe uh, maybe politics isn't the life for Spook. Maybe I should go into something else. Obviously, I've tried my hands as a writer, and I think I've really just sort of like surmounted that mountain. It's done. What else can I write? Nothing. <laughs> um, I've become, I guess, I think, yeah, the highest I'm probably ever going to go in the political realm. Mm. Treasurer of Australia Treasure of Australia I think it's probably time For me To create my own Sort of reality TV show Oh Where I'm the star And the Veronicas are there Maybe as well What do you imagine Your reality TV show would be? Well I think it would probably Just be Um A lot of me eating biscuits Oh And then also sort of Talking about my ideas About bridges Um and maybe I would talk ab- about um, how we should uh, um, try to lynch uh, Pete Evans. Right. Mm. Do you think that would mean an end to the pod? It feels like you're you're upgrading the pod. You're outclassing me. I think that the uh, the pod would be part of it, you know? The pod would be on, would be on the show. Oh, right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'd also probably need some sort of sexy dogs around as well. Because, I mean, I don't know if the crew is really got a lot to work with for b-roll around this house is i mean what's up here in the pod chamber there's just like a couple of uh oil paintings of me on the wall like some sort of um devotional shrine to um a deity and um, obviously the 50 foot statue of me at the back as well I'm going to look so egomaniacal. But I didn't do... I didn't make any of these paintings or these sculptures. Well, I mean, the, the sculpture's looking less and less like you every day as, um, as Corey sort of glues it back together. Mm. Yes, and it's got mites, doesn't it? It does have mites. Mm. So it's kind of crawling. Yeah. Mm. Oh, God. Poor Janine. For listeners who haven't listened to any of the other pods, this is... A giant 50 foot sculpture of me made out of unsealed wood that now has mites and is held together with human snot and slime. Yes, and you, your best friends are living in it. Well, your best friend Janine, and obviously. How do you feel when I said the. when I described what it was there? Did that seem like a, a reasonable thing to have in someone's backyard? Well, I mean, a reasonable. When I said those words all together, did not something in your mind sort of <laughs> tweak that maybe this is not okay? Well, I mean, at the same time, I was thinking this, but I was speaking to Corey last week and he was saying that, you know, we're going to need sort of sustainable liquids moving forward. You know, concrete, it's got high carbon emissions. Humans, not fair less. And you know, yeah. well, I spoke to Corey as well last week. Yeah? Know? I told him to stop pissing on my drongles. I planted those drongles so that I could put them in a vase. They're looking quite vibrant though, aren't they? I don't want to be thinking... I don't want to be looking at my sort of uh, joyful drongos and thinking that they're getting their luster and their shine from the urine of a slippery boy. Is that so much to ask? No, I suppose that's fair. <sighs> anyway, should we do bridging visa? Well, I thought um, we should probably talk about uh, the latest in the trilogy that I've heard that you've been working on. What trilogy? What are you well, talking about? I mean, I've heard you on the phone. There was the first one called Job Seeker. And then there was Job Keeper. And now the grand finale is coming up. Job Maker. I have nothing to do with these. What are you, talk, what are you talking about? Oh, you've been... I, th- I thought you were talking on the phone about them the other day. I was talking to Peter Costello. Oh. Oh, what were you saying? I was saying that he was a, he was always a Job Maker when he was in Parliament. Oh. Oh, what do you think of this back Job Maker? in ha- the early 2000s. Yeah. Oh. Oh God! So are you telling them that Scott Morrison came up with job seeker, job keeper, and job maker all on his own? That dastardly trilogy of ideas. Um, you know he he's nothing if not of a of a sort of a Lara Bingle esque um, uh, phrase maker. You know how Lara Bingle had that real great phrase, "Where the bloody hell are you?" Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Scott Morrison's very very similar to her in his ability to come up with phrases. Oh, mm. I never thought about that. Yeah, I think you're probably right there. I mean, yeah, yeah. You 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 do, you do have to hand it to him. He isn't as stupid as he looks. That's not saying much. Mm. He does look pretty stupid, doesn't he? He does. Mm. Yeah. Um, he is as smug as he looks. Oh, is he? Mm. Yeah. I, I happen to know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you want to tell me, how is he so smug? Well, he... A good example of how smug he is, right, mm. is we were all playing Pictionary mm. when I was treasurer, you know, at, at, one, of, at one of the um, the Parliament retreats. Yeah. And we were all playing Pictionary, and he was just, instead of playing Pictionary with everyone else, he was just over in the corner t- drawing pictures of starfish. And mm. he would just do a five-pointed star like a sort of pentagram and then he would put eyes on it um, he would sort of glue googly eyes on it and then he just kept showing everyone his page saying I drew another starfish and we'd all be saying well we're trying to play Pictionary why don't you come and join in and he would be like oh no I'm playing Pictionary over here by myself and he had the smuggest look on his face oh, that sounds insufferable in- insane yeah I was wondering about something he said, actually, this week about talking about our economic recovery because I I felt like it sounded very much like a spooky claim. Well, you're always trying to dog me, aren't you? You're always trying to drag me down to the dirt with Scott Morrison and Tony Abbott. Well, but but, I mean... Okay, listen to this and tell me that he hasn't stolen this directly from you. Okay, maybe he read my book. Yeah. At some point, you've got to get your economy out of the ICU. You've got to get it off the medication before it becomes too accustomed to it. Well, see, I don't even know what that means, because I don't understand modern medicine. Oh, really? Yeah, I studied culinary studies in university. I didn't study medicine. Oh. Oh, so if you were going to sort of talk about our economic recovery, how would you do it? I'd probably describe it like a parfait. Sure, you know, you know, maybe you have to skim off a few layers, but you've still got a couple of layers of fruit and cream to go around. Unless you scrape right down to the bottom. And then it's just time to get a whole new parfait out of the fridge. And start chomping again. That's what I'd say. Australia was unfortunate to lose you as a treasurer, Spooky. I don't think i tell you that enough. I always described our economy as a bottomless uh, fridge of parfaits. Yeah. I mean, there was that, those few months where you talked about it as a trifle. Yes, those were the trifling months. Yes. Mm. Mm. Uh, GFC, it was, it was tough for us all. It was, yes. Yeah, we had to. We really had to cut back on our lattes and our um, avocado bouches. then, didn't we? Yeah, it was mm. oh, dark times, mm-hmm. dark times. All right, well, do you have a bridge for me this week? I sure do, all right. Would you like me to sing you the song? I would love you to sing me the song. All right, one, two, one, two, three, four. Bridging visa, gonna cry there. Bridging visa, I came through the Just an old classic beauty today. That's true, and i got a pretty classic bridge for you. Oh, really? I mean, maybe you've heard of this bridge. Um, It doesn't exactly have a name, but it is a bridge between two houses, Casa Azul and Casa Blanca. Oh, no, I don't think I have heard of this bridge. It's the bridge between the um, houses slash studios of uh, Frida Kahlo and Diego Rivera. Oh. Mm. oh, oh, I like this bridge already. Yeah, so it was designed by uh, painter and architect uh, Juan O'Gorman mm. um, in uh, 1932. Oh. And it's uh, two houses, one of them is blue, mm. um, that's the azul one, and one of them is white with some red on the sides, and that's the blanca one. Um, and they're connected with a, with a, a little bridge. Oh, mm. well, that sounds very cute. It is very cute because, um, yeah. Um, do you think we could get do that between our balcony and, um, and the effigy view in the backyard? Why would we want to do that? That would just connect us with the people who live in the effigy, which are I thought you really bunch liked of Janine. Bunch of slums. You know, there's been a few other people who've climbed to that effigy. No, I haven't noticed that. Corey and Janine are not the only ones. Oh, who else is living in there? Who knows? People from the 7-Eleven. Oh, have God. seen it, and they've just crawled in. There's oh. a there's a family of five living in there with them. Oh, I have to talk. I have to talk to Janine. To so the about last this. thing is we need is a bridge from the effigy to the upstairs pod chamber. Oh, all right. I'll put that idea on hold. Maybe this bridge is giving you bad ideas. Maybe mm. I shouldn't talk more about it. No, no, go on, go on. I'm curious. Well, all right, okay. Well, you know Frida Kahlo, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, how she was a. Uh, you know, very beautiful and... She Great was very, paintings, clunky jewellery. Very communist and, you know, she had a lot of affairs. Mm. And uh, and her, uh, her husband, um, uh, Diego Rivera, also liked to have lots of affairs as well. So they liked to have uh, their own houses for their affairs, mm. which is pretty good. Um, so they had their own little houses for all of their terrible affairs. Mm. And then I guess they'd come together on the bridge and maybe give each other a morning smooch. And then they'd, you know, both sort of taste... Uh, the you know they come from the night before from their uh, respective, respective lovers yeah mm. exchanging the fluids on the bridge that's how I like to imagine it um, yeah so it's a very it's a very nice uh, aesthetically the bridge is a it's a little red brick bridge mm. with a sort of uh, wine red steel railing alright yeah so it's not too risky Mm. mm. I'd say it's probably maybe like ten ten feet. Mm. Oh, so it's just a little bridge then. It's a yeah. little cute bridge. A little cute bridge. Well, you taste your lovers' cum. Well, you taste your lovers' cum, and you go back down. Oh, your lover's lovers' cum, I should say. Your lover's lovers' cum. You go back down. You make your paper mache. Mm. Then you spit that cum into your paper your paper mache, um, and you make a whole a whole house of clowns. Ah. Yeah, in one of the rooms in. Diego Rivera's house, there's just a whole bunch of papier-mâché clowns, which is, I think, terrifying, but yeah, also lovely. Uh, yeah, I don't like that. Mm. And uh, in uh, Frida Kahlo's house, uh, one of the great things that you can see is a bathroom that looks uh, looks nicer than our bathroom. Oh, well, that's not hard to... We've got holes in the wall. Mm. So this bathroom has just got a sink and it's got a bath and... Actually, have you seen the bathroom lately? Oh, it's terrible, isn't it? All oh, the frogs. Yeah, they're crawling into the tiles. I don't know why you tried to flush them down. Flush them down the toilet. They've just made it a new home. Mm. Yes, yeah, so I'm gonna have to. Um, I'm gonna have to take them out to the river and drown them in a bag. Can you That'll, that'll probably work, right? Well, if you keep n- it, probably take a while. Mm. They're amphibians, so they do have to surface eventually. That's what I'm thinking, because they have got those gills, right? Or they, do they breathe? Do they breathe? They got noses. They got lungs. They got noses. Yeah. They got lungs. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll take. I'll put him in a. I'll put him in a bag and, and drown him. Don't in drown the slop. Don't drown the frogs. Oh yeah, I thought yeah they're your friends, right? Yeah. Yeah, but they're really, they're really slimy. I know, but I mean, I just feel like if you, if you met them halfway. Hmm. All right. Well, I mean, they probably would have been pretty at home in um, Frida Kahlo's house because uh, she had a lot of bathrooms. Um... Also most of her house was tiled, so I guess they probably like that. um they had a uh, a fence of cacti around both of the houses. oh, well, that's pretty cute. interesting that's yeah? pretty cool yeah pretty spiky fence, not very bridge related um but you know what is bridge related mm. is this famous uh quote from uh Frida Kahlo herself. She was a bridge fan like you. She was a bridge fan like me. It's so why oh. I've always, I always thought I, I liked uh, Frida Kahlo ever since I saw her face on a pair of socks in a uh, vintage bookstore. You yeah. know. Yeah. I thought here's a woman who really, who really knows how to take up space on an ankle. Right. Mm. Well, what did you say? Anyway, this is a quote from her. Uh, she says, "Passion is the bridge." That takes you from pain to change. It's almost it's almost ripped from my own lips. I don't think I like that quote. What's wrong with it? Pain to change. Yeah. You don't you don't, you don't want to change? You'd rather just be in pain? Yeah, I think I just want the pain. Alright, well, I mean, listeners let us know. Pain or change? What would you rather? I'm gonna stick with Frida. I'm going to go for change. Mm. Mm. But, uh, you know, I guess pain's nice. Especially <sighs> if you're a daddy. Well, that was a pretty good bridge this week, Spooky. Very proud of you. You've been <sighs> really bringing it. Oh, well, uh, thank you for not disparaging my bridges like you usually do, I suppose. I feel like you've legit <laughs> your game. You've taken an edit, you know. I don't like to think that I took an edit. But uh, I guess uh, I guess that's all right. Alright, what do you reckon? Is that it for the week? Um, I've got another dog meme for you. Oh, okay. Alright, All right. so this one says, I did the math, we can't afford the cat. And it's got a picture of a Labrador retriever and he's wearing a pair of uh, women's glasses. Do you have a poem for me this week? I do, I do have a poem. Alright. Alright, so this poem is a poem I wrote, um about feeling, I guess, attacked by the court, you know, by my circumstances. Feeling a little bit fenced in and uh, retaliating, you know, like any self-respecting chihuahua would do when, uh, you know, cornered. It's called, I Only Cuck When I'm Cucked. This afternoon I thought about my court case till really late and I danced around the kitchen singing ace of bass. I'm turning into something of a waste of all of my talents. I can't be bothered running after rabbits or tanukis, or frogs. Maybe I'm in hibernation borrowing Keep my blues at bay. Maybe I am a hypothalamus. Sending out my wishes to the brain. I only cuck when I'm cucked. Only ever good and clean pup. I only muck when I'm fucked. Flying at the seat of my trunks. I only cuck when I'm cucked. Oh, this must be debunked. I called Janine to ask about seashells. And UDLs And if a black hole makes you better when it pulls you through its hell She said it doesn't matter, but it does I need an explanation I dreamt I oversaw the pouring of a church bell For the steeple knell All the townsfolk brought their skillets and their figurines And threw them in to the molten bin when I woke, the sound of possums filled my whole room, and soon I knew. I only cuck when I'm cucked. I'm not a quitter just yet. I only muck when I'm fucked, to avoid a life of regret. I only cuck when I'm cucked. And that's my poem. Quite an angry one this week, Spooky. Oh, they're getting angry and angry. I've been listening to a lot of Shadow Crow. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that'll do it. All right, well, um, see you in heaven, Daddy. See you in heaven. Mm.